Hey listeners, it's Swedian. I uh, wanted to let you know that there won't be a new episode this week. I'm in the middle of my move back home to Indonesia. So in the meantime, we wanted to repeat an episode about a topic that we can always have more conversations on, and that's our episode on mental health. So, um, by our next episode, I'll be back home in Indonesia. So until then, uh, here's to it. Welcome to the 65th episode of Delica, a podcast between two friends about the latest in society, politics, and feminism in Indonesia and the world. I'm Stephanie Dunkelisan. And I'm Suidian Lee. This week we're talking about mental health and issues surrounding stigma about it, a little bit of biology and medicine related to it, and um, just tips for self-care and acceptance. Just to be clear, you know, Neither Stephanie or I are mental health experts, but I think having just a conversation between friends about it is already more than what is happening right now in the space. I think mental health mm-hmm. is a very important issue to talk about openly, and we hope that this conversation will be useful for our listeners. Here's to it! So Stephanie and I have actually wanted to have this conversation for a long time now. A mm-hmm. few of our listeners have in the past reached out and said, you know, you guys should have a conversation around mental health and just talk about it. And I've always been um, fascinated by it and I've wanted to talk about it. Uh, and actually, this topic is kind of topical right now just because Sandy, who is Prabowo's running mate and is the vice presidential candidate, talked about how if he and Prabowo were elected, that their administration will focus more on mental health, which is a... Topic and a field that has been under covered and definitely yeah. not talked about by the government or by society in general. There's a huge stigma around it, and we hope that this conversation will do a little bit of a part in destigmatizing and just opening up potential entry points into the conversation around mental health. Yeah. So let's talk about it. So I think just to start off with where we're coming from in this conversation. Sweden is an asshole. <laughs> Sweden is Explain that to me. very lucky in his genetic. Sweden is very fortunate to not have to deal with any mental health issues because, I don't know, you're really annoying. Um, <laughs> but he does have a lot of friends with a lot of variety of issues. Yeah. And, um, and I personally struggle with like anxiety and some depressive episodes but um and i've been someone who's been going to therapy i think for years now so um that's where we're coming from where neither of us are doctors psychiatrists or psychologists so take everything we say with a grain of salt though <laughs> if you're listening to our podcast you should have taken lots of grains of salt by now mm-hmm. um so we just want to like talk about it in terms of you know at least just talking about the stigma around it and how we shouldn't be so scared of those words and then try and encourage people to look for help. And, you know, a part of this, I think, is a conversation around mental health globally in general. I feel like mm-hmm. culturally it's becoming more, at least maybe I'm biased, right? We live in the West. Maybe it's a little bit more open here that, you know, people are starting to talk about it more. People in pop culture are starting talking about it more. Um, mm-hmm. Self-care is a phrase that now exists in the world that is not just 
a thing that exists in small circles of people who suffer from mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, like Stephanie said, no, I don't, I wouldn't say I have mental health issues. I wouldn't say I suffer from mental health issues, but I do want to figure out how to be a good friend, how to be a good supporter of those mm-hmm. who do suffer and how can I be there for them. And honestly, if, if these kind of conversations don't happen, I feel like I don't know how I can, you know, play a positive role in all of this. Yeah, so I think the first thing we should talk about is, you know, what is mental health and mental illness? Mm -hmm. Um, It's a really, really broad category, and there are so many different types of it. Um, You know, some of the common ones are bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, depressive disorders, anxiety, obsessive-compulsive and related disorders, or OCD, and traumas and stress-related disorders like PTSD, dissociative mm-hmm. disorders. and um, yeah. But yeah, I think for the most part, especially in um, Indonesia, there's kind of this stigma around it or talking about it. Um, and sometimes I think some people think, you know, having it is a sign of weakness or you're just not strong enough. Yeah, the, the fact that they still call it gangguan jiwa, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, you, you're disturbed. Mentally. Oh my God. It's just... Yeah. The- mm-hmm. So I think um, part of the discussion that I want to address is that, like, first of all, it's not anything at all as a sign of weakness. Um, it's mm-hmm. a really valid thing to have and... One way to look at it would be to, people like to say it's a chemical imbalance and it's not your fault. So like mm-hmm. destigmatizing is part of it is like recognizing that it's not your fault and what the illness makes you unable to do or do is not your fault, especially when you're doing it to yourself. Um, I mean, if you're harming other people, that's a different story, but that's most mentally ill people do not do that at all. And there's no relation between mental illness and crimes really Mm -hmm. um so part of it is that but it's also recognizing that that's one way to look at it like a more holistic way to look at it sure there's certainly a chemical imbalance but in that there's genetic factors so are your parents or grandparents have a history of different kinds of mental illness that they may Mm -hmm. may or may not have told you about and that makes you more likely to become predisposed to those um issues especially like for example schizophrenia is one of those more famously like hereditary diseases um and then it's also part of your how well functioning your neurotransmitters are so neurotransmitters are substances though more accurately protein that help carry signals between your brain and that will eventually manifest and what how this is often linked to mental illness is for example your neurotransmitters aren't carrying your serotonin as well um to your brain cells so you can't really feel a lot of things or feel normal and happy um so they're kind of like train conductors right they kind of orchestrate what's going on yeah i think you know as as we're sort of like diving straight deep into the the science a little bit or sort of the mechanics behind uh mental health i think it's also just from a you know from an outsider looking in i think there's such a stigma towards mental health and also an assumption that there is such a thing called normal or like a standard Mm-hmm. default normal mental health that everybody or whatever your background your you know your genetic history everybody has a default that is quote-unquote healthy and that we can all it's like an objective thing when i feel like with the people i've encountered everybody has their highs everybody has their lows at some stage like your mental health is something that like your physical health it fluctuates and you and you try to keep it healthy it's an ongoing effort but there's no 
gold standard well, for it. The problem with that is, I think, yeah, certainly mood swings happen, and it also really varies based on your life circumstances. The difference between that and being diagnosed with mental illness is that it's such a ever present and or recurring part of your life. Oh yeah, yeah. That you know, it's it's different and needs to be taken seriously. Yeah. You know, and in, in the sense of like, for example, a depression. Depression means like a constant feeling like that for like months of more than a month, right? Um, so the low is like persistent and, in a way, like almost unending. <laughs> um. For example, my worst months are winter when there's not enough sun. This is a girl from Indonesia. It was very shocking to meet my first year in Chicago. Um, you had to go to Chicago. You had to go to yeah. New York. <laughs> yeah, that I, you just had so much less sun. So, you know, winter months are usually difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it takes a lot of, you know, first, like, recognizing that was a big part of, like, oh, this is a thing that happens to me during winter and I shouldn't isolate myself from my friends and everyone I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that's kind of, you know, recognizing that and like just being more mindful of, for, for me, like, for example, like, you know, really going to therapy regularly and making sure, like even just going to therapy for me really helped in the sense of like, oh, I'm doing something good for myself. Yeah. Um, taking care of myself. And then, I make sure to wake up as soon as the sun rises and try to be near sunlight as much as I could and exercising more. Um, I guess what I'm what I'm saying, you know, obviously I'm not trying to brush aside people's mental health episodes. I guess what I was trying to say is that uh, for people who don't encounter it and who don't meet people who who suffer from mental health issues. And I will say this, when I was growing up, when I didn't know anybody who had serious mental health issues, this is what I was thinking, right? Like, why don't you just feel better? Mm-hmm. Why don't you just, you know, why... Why don't you snap out of it, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, I feel fine. Like, I'm in the same boat as you are, you know, in terms of, you know, maybe we're like friends at school. We take the same classes. We're in the same socioeconomic situation. I feel fine. Why don't you feel fine? You mm-hmm. know, that was certainly where I was coming from uh, when I was younger, when I was ignorant to all of these issues. And, and I think for people who don't encounter others like that, they think there's what they're feeling right now is the gold standard, when in fact, it's like... Mm-hmm. You can't just say it like that, you know? Yeah. No, that's probably one of the worst things to say. Um, and I think this is crucial in our conversation. It's hard to empathize for others coming in. Like, they can't see... It's invisible, right? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Not only is it invisible from just, like, perception, but it's also invisible in conversation. So you really can't empathize in terms of, like, the story behind it, you know? Mm-hmm. in the sense that like I'm very functional and that's because it's a lot of work mm-hmm. um but even when I wasn't I can hide it really well um and I'm generally like a social smiley person in real life yeah so people wouldn't usually think of me in that way and but I've had days where I like cannot get out of bed 
and it's not like laziness it's just like eh. like nothing feels like it's worthwhile or meaningful or whatever and um I don't know. For me, it's really helpful to know that I'm not alone mm-hmm. and that I can. All, there's a lot of resources that you can access online, and um, just like really weird things was really helpful, like going out on a walk and then noticing how beautiful the light from the tree create this shadow, and you know, really sometimes forcing yourself to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. As shitty as it is, and as hard as it is, it's like, okay, at least in this space of one hour, I can feel strong, and like I, I'm starting weight training and like lifting weights now. Um, life update. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm curious. You know, you talked a little bit about how you're a high functioning individual, and so at times that can mask. Uh, how others think whether or not you have issues. Yeah. In our in our circles uh, and in Indonesian culture, especially, I think there's such pressure to be functioning, mm-hmm. and there's such stigma and just in general social stigma around being lazy. Yeah. That oh, for sure. Yeah. It, you know, I mean, this is not something I've completely resolved. When I feel like that and I'm not really doing anything, I'm not really productive. I just really have so much self-loathing mm-hmm. about myself and feeling really lazy, and then it just makes it worse. And there's a spiral of like, you feel depressed, therefore you can't really do anything. But then not doing anything makes you lazy, and you make you feel more depressed. And mm-hmm. it's fun, happy, fun times. Um, it becomes a really hard. And, like a, cycle to get out of yeah and then when you're in and when you're not in that cycle and you're like oh that's silly mm-hmm. but when you're in it you like can't see things any other way i'm asking you this as somebody from the outside looking in uh, for for others around you if you were in that situation is it better for people to reach out to you or to let you have your own time like, um, let you come out at your own uh, volition i guess when you're ready for it no, I've been I've been forced to social situations. Is that good or bad? That's a good thing, at least for me. Okay, it's really different based on other people, and it's like not super helpful to have people tell you, "Oh, let me know what I can do for you." I think that's really like not super helpful because you're like, "I can't think what you need to do." Like, suggest me things that we can do. Like, hey, let's go out for coffee. Hey, let's go for a walk in the park, or you know, it's not. Like it's not your job to tell you what to do to help me. Yeah, yeah. And I've had like ex partners who've been like, oh, you, like I. This is the first time it happened to me. Like my ex partner was like, after he realized it wasn't me, just like I broke up with my ex partner because I was super depressed and I didn't want to see anyone. And um, mm-hmm. like at first he was like, oh, okay, you don't want to be with me. That's fair. Like it's totally out of nowhere, but I get it. And then he, like, kind of found out that I would, like, shut off everybody in my life. And he was like, ah, I think this is depression. And then, like, semi-forced his way back into my life. And that was actually a really good thing. Uh, That's, like, the first time I've heard an ex coming coming back into your life. And it's, like, actually good. That's not... Don't always do that. (laughs) Don't always do that. But in this situation, because this was the first time this happened to me. This was helpful to have someone else step in and figure out what I need to do and what was helpful for me to do. <laughs> um, props to that person. Uh, a lot of my close friends who 
kind of suffer from something similar like yours, where it's like it's like seasonal or you know seasonal mood swings or depressive periods brought on by winter. Mm-hmm. I always don't know what to do, right? Because I feel like I feel imposing if I'm there and I'm trying to you know urge them to. Every person is different, mm-hmm. but I think what I feel like is more helpful is like instead of letting me know what I can do, as I said, it's like okay. Do you want me to leave you alone for right now, or do you want me to be here and come back? Like, just give concrete suggestions. Suggestions instead of like an open-ended question. Just like you can give like A, B, or C option. You know, like it's not mm-hmm. just something more specific. Okay. Or like, oh, can I make you a cup of tea or coffee or whatever? That kind of stuff would be helpful. Um, okay. But like, also instead of like saying you should go to the gym, like, oh, why don't we go to the gym together? Like, you know, that's actually like, a really good uh, suggestion because I've heard, you know, I've heard people give uh, suggestions of like you should go, for, you should go work out because you'll feel better, and then you know, they just suggest. Yeah, it. that's not helpful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like if you are in a long distance friendship, like I am with a lot of my friends, like, okay, um, even if we can't gym together why don't we decide to go to a gym class like separately in different cities but around the same time frame or something you know like you do yoga class and i do yoga class and you know it's like a buddy system you can text each other about it when you're taking your class or whatever it's as close to you're gonna get yeah to being in the same class together yeah but if they fail at if they don't actually do it don't be mad or anything just like Mm-hmm. Or just be on Skype with them and not really talk mm-hmm. to them. It's fine. Just watch something. Some just watch some TV together. You know. Like even for me, talking about it, it's really difficult. Because even mm-hmm. though, like, I'm probably I'm like super open about it in person. Um, but I probably think this is the first time I'm talking about it in a semi-public way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I'm super open about it in person and I like, tell all of my friends who go to therapy. But it's just not fun to talk about, honestly. Um, I think I think we owe it to our listeners to be to be pretty candid here. How, did you feel nervous about having this conversation today? A little bit. Uh, it's more like, um, I don't know, it's, it's just like puts you back in places where you know it's not super something that you want to recall as much um makes sense that's how it is but it's life and i'm in a lot better place um well firstly i think uh, on behalf of our listeners i feel like thank you for talking about this because i know it mm -hmm. can't be easy yeah i think it's but like for example i know in terms of like being a friend to people who deal with it is like just check in on them every once in a while and be like hey how are you feeling how's your mood Mm -hmm. today like um do you want to do this or that just check in like just have the initiative Mm -hmm. yeah of course and on the subject of friends i think this is a big one but sometimes you have to let go of your toxic friends you ain't got time for that (laughs) <laughs> like I'm pretty good at it. Like none of my friends and friendships are toxic because yes, I don't have time for it. Like, but I know some people have a really hard time 
staying friends with people who are trying to use them or mm. who are friends with them and like this friend just makes them feel horrible about themselves and stuff and it's not just you don't have time for this like mm-hmm. even if you've been friends with them for a really long time it doesn't matter and just like or like for or for example stop following instagram accounts that make you feel crappy about your life because like yeah that feed jealousy is real you know like Definitely you're always comparing people's highlight reels to your own life and that's really not healthy i mean I know at some point, I've, I definitely unfollowed a lot of Instagrams that, mm-hmm. or hide them if they're your friends, right? You can just hide their click and hide stories or whatever. And then just follow a lot more cute puppy Instagrams. That's what I do. Um, <laughs> yes. Or cats or whatever floats your boat, you know? Whatever pet um, floats your boat. <laughs> yeah. Or memes or funny things, you know? Just things that don't make you feel like crap, garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just cut, just cut all of that out of your life. Yes. You don't need it. Mm-hmm. You can do it. I believe in you. Mm-hmm. We believe in you. Um, <laughs> Get rid of all the toxic waste. <laughs> yeah. And I think actually this is this is important for myself. I think as well. Yeah. It's okay to take a break from the news. You know, even if we're currently living in troubled times, dystopia. You don't have to place the burden of the world on yourself. On yourself every single second of the day. It's okay yeah. to check out. While it's important for you to be informed, part mm-hmm. of why journalism and news exists is that we are holding truth to power accountable. So we're just making sure those people who are not doing great things know that other people are watching them. Yeah. So it's not on you as a person to feel crappier about yourself and your life to always know everything about the news and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do it if it makes you like... I know in the past, I have listened to Fox News in the morning just to wake myself up in replacement for coffee because rage empowers me and makes me, like, work. But that's, that's if it's, that's not the effect it does for you, then don't do that. Yes. <laughs> that's not the effect it does for me. But I, I, I guess I applaud you for starting your day like that. Uh, especially when I'm in, like, hotels and have early morning meetings or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you just need to get fired up. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, you know, uh, we've been doing this podcast for, my God, like over two years, almost three years now. And oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> there, you know, there are obviously many times where we've both talked about super serious stuff and super heavy stuff. And, uh, and personal stuff. And personal yeah. stuff. And, uh, but, but I think, you know, a conversation like this is as equally important as any of those deep dives into stories, into news items, because this is this is also real life. This is also a big conversation that needs to be happening, and I'm and I'm kind of glad we're doing this. Yeah, I guess at the end of the day, I think the main lesson is it's totally valid. However, you're feeling, or if you recognize these signs in your friends, please reach out and mm-hmm. the ways we suggested, and um, let them know their feelings are valid. I think part of the conversation is like why I kind of opened up a little bit is that look, it's. I'm someone who works hard and has achieved some things in life and I deal with it yeah. and it's okay for people to do so and be more frank about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to, whatever is happening in your life, it's going to be okay. And um, try to reach out to a friend or better yet, friends reach out to your friends um, and just know that there's a lot of support and help outside and that you are not alone.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can find more information and resources of whatever we talked about on our website, delica.id. Music credits to John Dealey, Lee Rosevere, and of course, Broke for Free. If you like what you hear and want to support us, please review our podcast on the Apple Podcast app or whatever app you use to listen to your podcast. And please share our podcast with your friends. It's the best way to spread the word about Dialogica. If you want to get more involved, we'd love to hear from you. Our email is dialogicapodcast at gmail.com or just shoot us a message on our Facebook page. You can also find us on Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, and our Twitter. Please follow us in these various platforms. Our Twitter handle is at dialogicapod. Also, follow me on Twitter. It's Steph Tank. That's S-T-E-P-H-T-A-N-G-K. Thank you again and see you guys next time. Bye!